1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to RotoViz Overtime on RotoViz Radio. This is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined as always by Sean Siegel, my co host here on RotoViz Overtime. Sean, we are into part two of our draft over at theunderdog.com. We are doing the Big Board Superflex draft. It is $10 entry fee, there's $300,000 in prizes and that top prize is fifty thousand dollars so we are on the chase for the big prize money again this year we finished up in second place in the ffpc basketball tournament last year so we're looking to go one better come first in this year's tournament so looking forward to drafting in this one uh, the one note about this there is thirty-four thousand spots available it is about 31 and filled at this point so um you know, I think there's still time to get in, but these are filling up pretty quick. If you are playing over at Underdog, you can use the code RotoViz while signing up. That will get you A sign up bonus, which we matched 100% up until $100. So if you put in $50, you get $50 in credit. If you put in $100, you get $100 in credit, and so on. That code again is RotoViz over at underdog.com. But Sean, we are running through this draft. It is rapid fire. You mentioned that it was going to be fast and a lot of action at the start of episode one when we went through the opening rounds of that draft. We are picking. From the fourth spot and we have quite an interesting team going so far we have lamar jackson travis kelsey stefan diggs we've loaded up on running backs we do have saquon barkley Aaron jones travis etienne and jk dobbins so this team is going to be very very interesting to see how we finish out this draft we mentioned at the start of the last show that we are targeting those rookie quarterbacks trying to see what we can do how many rookies are we going to finish up this draft with I'm excited to see how it plays out. Obviously, the draft happening in a couple of weeks. We're hoping to see some of those values jump around or two rounds after that draft, and that will help us here with this team. But, Sean, so far, I mentioned the players we have. I think it's it's interesting, but it's a 30-second clock. It is rapid fire. It's rapid action. So uh, looking forward to wrapping the rest of this draft out and seeing how we, we progress here.
2: We are. We're still into... Uh, That question of whether or not we can get our rookie quarterbacks or whether we wait too long and end up basically with no quarterbacks in a super flex draft, in which case we will obviously not win. I'm excited about the direction that this is going with getting that strong foundation at running back after getting Kelsey and Diggs to start. I think we're in the perfect situation. We now have this opportunity to build the wide receivers through this next Group of picks we have some young wide receivers we like obviously we tend to hammer the young wide receivers as we move through drafts and you know as blair andrews always says upside is basically the number of rookies that you have on your team now the flip side of that or the caveat the thing that you have to make sure that you do is get good prices on these rookies so we don't want to be reaching above ADP. we want to take the guys who fall to us and that allows us to have value relative to the field as people are drafted currently but also creates a situation to where if we hit on some of the players and we wouldn't necessarily expect to hit on all of them but we're structuring the draft in such a way that if we hit on some of the key guys and they make a big jump later then we have more value on this team than that we're drafting against but again price discipline is going to be important even as we try to select some fun players
1: So Sean we have our roster stacked up so far we do have one quarterback so far so we have to look with the super flex element in mind who do we pair with Lamar Jackson we're pretty looking good at running back with the four running backs we have taken and then we have stocked up a couple of wide receivers over the last couple of rounds with Amon Ra, St. Brown and Garrett Wilson joining in with Stefan Diggs who we took in round three and then Travis Kelsey who is our second round pick so as we move into round 10, some of the players coming off the board are Christian Kirk, Dawson Knox, Chase Claypool. Brandon Ike goes off the board at the 10-5, then 10-6 is Tyler Lockett. But, Sean, we are two picks away. Where are we looking here?
2: Well, Kareem Hunt just went, and he was someone that I thought would have been interesting. I think that Burks now is the guy. He's the remaining player of those rookie wide receivers. We can attack a different position as we wrap back around and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is still lasting to this point and would make an interesting kind of final piece of the puzzle with the running backs that we already have.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's nice to get those rookies in there, trying to, to build on that to see how things play out. You mentioned Edwards-Alaire. Hasn't really been our guy um, very often, but obviously as a, a Chiefs fan, we have talked about him quite a bit. And uh, of course – everyone knows sean at this point they they drafted him over jonathan taylor uh but i I don't know how long it will be until that eventually wears off the other player though sean i'm I'm kind of interested in here but i think there's a little bit of adp to go um and that is albert okue bunham who is uh, there as well if we wanted to pair somebody up with travis kelsey i think getting him at this point could be quite nice there's a couple of other tight ends there in gasecki and fairmouth who i think are are very interesting as well but Alberto, I think, is somebody extremely interesting at this point. But Edwards-Alaire is there. I think he's somebody at this point, if we hadn't racked up the running back options we have so far, I think I would be leaning into that. But I think I would probably be picking. We've talked about tight ends a couple of times and how it does kind of taper off after this range of tight ends. So, uh, again, willing to to lean into whatever direction you want to go. But I, I do think he is somebody, especially with Russell Wilson, who's in a good spot here
2: yeah it's tricky because i do think the tight ends will last and we have a shot to get some fun ones late which might make sense with travis kelsey sort of already in there the flip side of that though we talk about drafting front to back and back to front is that at some point we are going to have to take these quarterbacks probably the next wrap around and so we might have to wait again i think that tight end in this particular format is deep enough that it probably makes sense to wait on That position, and you know, with Kelsey in mind, and try and make sure that we get the the running backs here, especially with the situation that we have, where we've taken a lot of risk. And edwards allaire another back who you can't necessarily count on with what he has done over the past several seasons, but the upside is gigantic. They've talked about passing to him more in 2022 to help balance out the loss of. Tyree Hill. It'll be interesting to see if, if that does pan out in that fashion. Now, one of the things that has been interesting both in this draft and the FFPC slow draft that I'm doing with Zach is that there's virtually no gap at this point between Edwards Alaire and Ronald Jones, and so uh, we are not necessarily surprised by that. We believe that that probably makes sense. You know, Ronald Jones, especially in this format here, has the chance to be the goal line back, even though. You know, he's not a big back either. He has the chance to be the guy who really does run between the tackles, break those long runs. So we like both of those guys. I think it makes sense to get some exposure to both of them. I don't think they're gonna consistently go that close together. And so that's one of the reasons why getting some Edwards Alaire right there makes some sense. Now I mentioned the tight ends. We've had a huge tight end run since that pick column. You were all over that. Albert O goes off a few picks later than Mike Kosicki. Chris Olave then back with Rob Gronkowski. So we're now here with Pat Friermuth as the top guy, but there are other good options. We have Hunter Henry who had a solid season in Mac Jones debut. We have Robert Tanyan who's been re-signed to go with Aaron Rodgers there, Cole Komet a potential breakout. And someone is going to have
1: from- you're obviously not on the the Twitter streets, but uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Cole Komet looks uh, he looks pretty jacked this year. People are excited on the on the Twitter streets.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, and and I mean it's it's him and Justin Fields for any chance of moving the ball this year for the Chicago Bears. So I'm very excited about that. It doesn't seem like it's really moving his <laughs> ADP a ton. So <laughs> uh, he can he can lift weights and, and shred all he wants. Uh, his AP is not going to move as long as the Chicago Bears
1: are in their current state. Yeah, it feels it feels like that's the way it's going to go be. But sometimes you can, you know, it's interesting what will change people's minds when it comes to to drafting some of these players. But yeah, I didn't think it would go quite as much as that. But sometimes when you're in that spot where you're you're not picking for those kind of you know twenty four picks after your pick, a lot can change. So Fairmouth goes off the board. It was interesting too. You did mention. Uh, Ronald Jones, and of course, we also had the the situation there with Weidt, and Ceh, and uh, they went within two picks. So Ronald Jones going two picks after. So I don't think they'll probably be that close, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's a case a bit like I mentioned with the wide receivers earlier, getting a little bit of diversity between those guys. You know, the likelihood is one of them could have that monster season that that wins you a lot of money this year. So I think getting some diversification between them is the way to go two picks away sean we still have an option here for three of the quarterbacks sorry four of the the rookie quarterbacks um, and then we do have some of these tight ends the wide receiver options available are the likes of robert Woods, who's coming back up injury kenny galladay who had a really down season then we have jacoby myers and tim patrick will fuller still there but there's some some of the interesting rookies coming up in that range too like sky Moore. but where where's some of the the preference here as we land on the clock
2: Well, I like Galladay or starting out DQBs with uh, Matt Corral. It seems like he may be the first of the guys that we're looking at. Desmond Ritter, obviously an interesting choice as well to kind of fluctuate based on the different boards. Let's go ahead and take Galladay. That will give us the wide receiver depth to not have to worry there. It allows us to punt that wide receiver decision or the quarterback decision a little bit more. We have a ton of tight ends in our queue. We don't have to worry about them too much right now. Colin, who are you looking at here among these QBs? Pickett, Corral, Ritter, Howell. We like them all. Pickett, obviously the safest he's going to go in the first 20 picks. Almost for sure the other three guys, higher upside. How do you want to play in this draft?
1: Yeah, I think uh, the thing I'm going to laugh at here, Sean, is you said about the tight ends in the queue, and we don't have to really worry about that. But Robert Tonyan, and Cole Comet and uh erb smith have gone off the board three picks in a row so that queue got a little bit shorter there but i i do think it's a case of the guys that are in that queue i think are going to go later as Noah Fant goes off the board we're on the clock i think leaning here towards quarterback i I do think that matt corral is probably the one that i'm going to target the most out of this group at this point of the season and so i would be happy to go with corral at this point Uh, after that then it will be pickett howell and then Ritter. but your call I know you're you're interested as well in those those tight ends after it eased up but when we looked through the the tight end Sean that were available at that point it was Noah Fant actually gone off the board prior to our pick so we were down to Hunter Henry and Everett in the queue that's two quite substantial runs on tight ends that we have seen the big difference to this versus the likes of the FFPC drafts that we do is the fact that it's not tight end premium and also uh, the option you know the, the likelihood of playing the tight end uh, and the flex is, is not the same so when we're moving forward we have spent that high draft capital in the second round on Travis Kelsey so this team's really going to ride with that so we'll see how it plays out but I do think part of the the strategy of waiting this late to, to go with those rookie quarterbacks I think it's obviously key to, to get some of them we're looking at the players in super flex that we're trying to target some of these tight ends are, are not going to have the upside off of the, the quarterbacks so we're targeting in this strategy. So how are you feeling though, Sean, as those uh, tight ends have, have dried up reasonably uh, quite a bit at this point?
2: They have. I really like Gerald Everett for this season. I think he has a chance to absolutely explode with Justin Herbert. Now, we have to keep in mind that there were going to be similar things said about his original situation with the Los Angeles Rams and that very good offense there. Obviously, he didn't have Matthew Stafford, so a little bit of apples and oranges. But then he goes and he plays with Russell Wilson. Has a few solid games, definitely you know, peaks everybody's interest again, but now goes and has this chance with the Chargers. The upside there is just through the roof. And so I would love to get him. We do have Pickett off the board and the qbs are getting very very limited and so that probably the direction that we want to go again here sam darnold the other player who is still available so we have left it to the end we'll see if at least one of our two guys makes it to this next spot called it's going to be a tough wait through the next seven picks
1: yeah and interesting for you there's there's two of our guys here and, and ritter and howell and then the other player that's in the mix is is average so i think we want to really get two of those guys through these next uh two of those three through these next couple of picks here as they come up we are two picks away so there is a, a chance that we're going to have an option for that the other players in the queue are george pickens and the other one was sky Moore, who just went off the board so we're one pick away we have our two quarterbacks we have a tight end we're definitely going to get one of those guys it feels here sean like we we need we probably should go in and get the the quarterback at this point but what's the option of taking Everett who you mentioned that you do like for the season over one of the QBs and hoping that one of them then roll back to us in the, the next round?
2: Well, Ritter does make it and I don't think that we can risk him going through. Howell I think is much more likely to drop a decent amount. So let's go ahead and take Ritter. Now we can see if Everett comes back through. I'd be willing to take Howell as well and just completely punt at the tight end position see how it does develop if we look at tight ends exclusively there is a big drop off after Everett is gone we have Evan Ingram we have Hayden Hurst after that it gets pretty bleak pretty quickly someone like Brevin Jordan would be interesting Trey the, the rookie. that was
1: one I just want to mention yeah
2: yeah especially after he uh, just it's such a good overall profile likely be drafted early and then has the fantastic pro day We know that the rookie tight ends are a little bit tricky to count on in fantasy, but last season, having a lot of Friar move late in best ball was very, very effective. I think that there's a potential for that to also play out here. We lose Pickens. He's probably the one that if we were going to lose one of our guys, we would be more okay with Howell and Everett still there three picks before we get another
0: shot.
1: Yeah. And the other tight end, sorry, when you, you were talking about Trey McBride, the one that I was, referencing was Brevin Jordan, who I think could be could be interesting. And and the Texans at this point have, have really nobody there. But I think he showed enough in his rookie season that I think there's there's a nice bit of potential there from him.
0: Hey, RotoViz fans, this is Dave Cabin from the RotoViz Fantasy Football Podcast, taking a minute to let you know that as a loyal RotoViz listener, you can get 10% off a one year subscription when you use the promo code RVRadio2022 at checkout. It gives you full access to all of our content and tools. And again, that's RVRadio2022 at checkout for 10% off a one year RotoViz subscription. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We are two picks away. We're holding our breath uh, as Robinson off the Jacksonville Jaguars goes off the board. So one, or sorry, two more picks to go. I was getting my hopes up there. I thought there was one pick to go. Um, interesting that the team that's picking now has two quarterbacks so far. They may dip their toes into that rookie quarterback pool here and, and snipe as Sean, as we get ready. So we'll see as they have eight seconds left. They go with... Uh, davis of the new york jets wide receiver uh, Corey davis and and we'll see now as things go that the person drafting now three quarterbacks for them at this point so we're hoping that they might let this one slide through sam howell sean i think even if uh, Everett is there probably has to be the the main pick there or are we are we sliding into tight end if it if it does last true
2: we'll make this pick of how and then we'll see if mcbride comes back around if he doesn't i think we'll be a little bit disappointed but i mean we're not going to win if Travis Kelsey doesn't have a good season. And so there's less of a need, I think, to hit that other tight end position. Whereas our entire strategy revolved around hitting these rookie QBs and having the group of three to see who comes out of that. And especially as we kind of go down the stretch of the season, those three guys are playing with Lamar Jackson. You have huge upside there. We're very strong at running back, good at wide receiver, have the top tight end, that entire build. I think is fantastic and fun in terms of tournaments. Both of those things, you know, we're going to put some emphasis on. We want to have a good time with this and then give ourselves the upside to win the whole thing. So Colin, I really like the way this is gone. We are now finishing up round 15. We will have five selections left. We need to use some of these guys to strengthen out that tight end spot, but also filling out at the rest of the positions. Kenny Gainwell, an interesting running back. Jarvis Landry, not having signed, is still sitting out there. James Washington, an interesting player, at least until the Cowboys fill up the rest of their passing offense. Robbie Anderson sticking around, if you do want a Panthers wide receiver late. Julio Jones, not currently on a team, still out there. Who do you see here? we can't we can't can't. look who's
1: there sean look who's there it's kj hamler um so we have to look and sammy watkins is still sliding right there so we may dot him into the queue as well but um when we look through it i think it's going to be an interesting last five rounds to wrap things up the one thing i will say is um, this is uh, one of the first underdog drafts that we have done, or there's the first one we've done together. I've done a, a couple of them, but this is uh, a lot of fun. It's, it's you know, the 32nd clock, it's really rapid fire. I often joke after we do these shows that getting a pick kind of between spot four and nine is the sweet spot for when you're trying to draft and record a podcast at the same time. So getting the fourth spot here was a lot of fun, but really quick uh and, and flying through it really enjoying it sean show us the draft board as i give the listeners a quick rundown so we can decide as to what way we need to fix up here for our roster as we finish things up so we have lamar jackson at this point we have matt corral desmond ritter sam Howell. So we have the three of those kind of top five rookie quarterbacks we've saquon barkley or jones we've Clyde edwards lair uh, travis Etienne, jk dobbins and then we have stefan diggs paired up with some of the rookie options then and the wide receiver position with guard wilson Traylon burks we have amon ross and brown and kenny Galladay. and then we have travis kelsey at tight end so let's see how it, it plays out trey mcbride is still there we are on the clock is mcbride the way we go here do we really dive into the all
2: rookie all-star team that's an interesting way i think that jarvis landry still stands out as such a good value, but we do have some other wide receivers we want to pick. So let's go ahead and not risk it. We'll take Trey McBride. We'll probably will regret that. But again, I mean, we're we're fading the players who didn't come through for us in week 17. So Jarvis Landry has that uh, DJ Moore black mark against him.
1: I was wondering if all had been forgiven to uh, <laughs> to Jarvis after after he cost us that top spot.
2: And he does go one pick after ours. So he does not make it back through this six-pick stretch that we would have needed to make. So now, Colin, we're looking at LaVisca Chanel, K.J. Hamler, Trace Sermon, an interesting pick that Pete mentioned when he was on the show the other day. Still have Hayden Hurst there with Joe Burrow. Still have Brevin Jordan if we wanted to add another tight end. There are a few of these late rookie running backs in Tyler Algier and Pierre Strong that I really like at this point. What direction do you want to go here?
1: Yeah, we're on the clock. Obviously, 20 seconds to go. The thing with Chennault, obviously, I think that last year's situation there was terrible. Um, I think I would still be giving him a little bit of a a benefit of the doubt to see what he could do this year, particularly the way we've set up this uh, wide receiver room at the moment. The player that I think is a really interesting spot, and you're just taking a risk that he – may not get signed anywhere this year. That's Julio Jones. But you may also see him signed with some of the uh, better landing spots as we get closer to the NFL season. So I do think Julio could be interesting, but I think based on the options there, he is the right pick, and that is uh, LaVisca Chenault. The other person, Sean, that's a little bit interesting, and I know people want to kind of say, you know, he signed with the Packers and it's not going to work out and he hasn't done a lot of good stuff, but I don't think you can really underestimate getting another opportunity with somebody like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and and based on the wide receiver situation that they are in at the moment, so I I think that like at this point when we're looking at some of the names off players, and you know I, I do think like you know AJ Green's starting to go in this range, I think that uh, he's he's somebody I'm probably not interested in at all, but you know I think Watkins could could be in there. I know we like Hamler, but Hamler's coming back off a serious injury, um, so the, and, and there is a lot of competition for targets there in Denver versus what. What watkins might see in green bay so watkins does go off the board but just on that point sean we haven't got to talk about it since that news broke is he somebody that's on on any part of your radar for 2022
2: now well it was funny that the players that you mentioned together there because they both signed right before my pick in round 20 of our underdog draft that michael dubner put together for the site and we'll have the final write-up for uh, early this week Um, AJ Green was a solid player last year, and we'll go back to a situation where targets will be available again. Sammy Watkins has been done for (laughs) a long long time. That was a frustrating signing for me by the Green Bay Packers because they had shown such restraint with the rest of their players. Now, I realize that he probably is still not even going to make the team, but it just is a weird way to go when you have guys like Julio Jones, which I think would be an interesting player to pick here, and he does go with the 17-11. But Julio Jones still out there, Jarvis Landry out there, Will Fuller out there. It does feel like you're just trolling your fans when you sign Sandy Watkins.
1: I honestly think that you know things stranger things have happened, but I, I do think he's going to be a role player in that offense. And like he probably I, I would hope when the season starts that he might be a wide receiver tree. Um, but the other problem is that then the other wide receivers they have at the moment are um you know Randall Cobb, who I hope is not anywhere near wide receiver one, and then the the same with Lazard, who I think should be wide receiver two in this offense. So the ideal situation is one of the rookies come in. But you mentioned Julio, and Julio is also you know aging; he's not what he once was. But you know he, he still has had some some impressive plays over the last two two seasons or so. So yeah, maybe they are maybe they are trolling a little bit, Sean. But um, you know so, some funny things can work out. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, he does look like he's been done for quite some time but when you are in the 18th round of, of drafts I think sometimes you know that that opportunity has to be taken and um, we are now coming up to two picks away from our next selection how should we be tailoring the end of this draft now with the kind of ID roster construction
2: well one of the things that's a little bit frustrating is a lot of the guys we were looking at did go so we lose Brevin Jordan a couple of picks back we lose KJ Hamler a couple of picks before that. Trey Sermon goes off the board. Uh, Julio Jones goes off the board. So most of the value disappears between our picks in round 17 and 18. Perhaps not a surprise, but a little bit disappointing. There's some rookie running back names I like here in Algear Strong. uh, Kyron Williams, even despite his workout numbers. Why don't we go with one of these guys, and I think I would probably lean towards Strong here.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I think again, I think we we may as well we, we have leaned in quite heavily Sean, to the rookies. I think we we can pardon the pun here, but we can lean even stronger into it as we do take uh, strong with that pick. But yeah, I think we're we're just looking to kind of tailor out some of these. But I think we're we're looking to seek upside here rather than um you know just seek that that floor. There is some other running backs available in that range, like James White, like Dante Foreman. Uh, I thought Foreman was very impressive last year when he was um, filling in for derrick henry but you know i i think it's going to be tricky i'd if another mccaffrey injury for him to to get a lot of work this year um with the cardinals but when we're in a tournament like this sean you mentioned earlier the the top end prizes but if you're aiming for that you know top 10 finish top five finish you're, you're really looking for that upside you're not you're not looking to just finish middle of the pack so i think uh, going rookie there's a smart pick We do have four quarterbacks, six running backs, six wide receivers, two tight ends, one of them being Travis Kelsey, the other being Trey McBride. I think at this point, Sean, we're probably sitting out tight end the rest of the way. Is that what you're thinking? And who are we going for here with our 19th round pick?
2: Well, Algier comes back and is also interesting and would be a potential flex option late in draft. So let's go ahead and select him. That way we have sort of two shots at this rookie running back that could really rise. At the tight end position, I do think that having a little bit more protection there might be interesting if Johnny Smith comes back to us. He's somebody who was not involved at all with the Patriots last season, but they've already made a number of moves and some comments to suggest that they weren't happy with the way josh mcdaniels ran that part of the offense after they signed smith's all of that money now we know he's one of the most athletic tight ends in the nfl it's really a question of if he ever comes through as a receiver that's something he struggled with now the expectations in tennessee with the quality of the passing offense there we're not particularly high but there was some optimism that they c- he could be unlocked with new england that didn't happen at all as he was used almost exclusively as a blocker and as someone for little manufacturer touches around the line of scrimmage in year two with the patriots we may see a different approach there and uh, that part of it i think is interesting. David Bell and Jalen Tolbert, the rookie wide receivers who probably will still sneak into the end of day two. James White, a running back, uh, back with the Patriots as a potential passing down back for them. Again, even in the half PPR, you catch a lot of passes at this juncture of the draft. You score a few touchdowns and that weekly value can be there for you. Another name or two that I would throw out, Tommy Tremble, someone who if somehow the carolina panthers were to get back around and have a functional offense i think that he could be one of these breakout tight ends in his second season now a breakout within the context of the scoring still being relatively low but you look at the overall board here and marquez calloway was the top name the players to go off in the last three picks on murray rogers sterling Shepard, calloway We're closing in on the end column, so obviously the names are not going to be that exciting, but someone like a Paris Campbell I think would be interesting as the Colts try and rebuild their offense. Alec Pierce, someone, another rookie wide receiver, doesn't have the production that we like to see, but extremely athletic. Someone, again, who probably will go on day two of the reality draft. What names are you seeing here that you'd have some interest in as we go down the stretch and make our 20th round pick?
1: It's always fun when we get to the 20th round. And I think for the listeners, they always are looking to see what names that Sean drops as like potential interest and options at that particular point of the draft. Uh, I was very disappointed with John Smith last season. Um, I thought, like, he, you mentioned he wasn't used well. Uh, he goes off the board. He kind of saves us from that pick. But uh, it really did not work out, and it was very unimpressive. Tremble is somebody who had a little bit of buzz, Heading into the league, and you know, has shown flashes, but very, very little. And we've talked about how the quarterback situation there is a concern. Somebody at this point, and I, I know in terms of like James White is there, Kyron Williams is there. I think Eno Benjamin is somebody at this point who could be interesting based on the roster that we have at the moment we we do have seven running backs i I don't know if you have a preference here to go for an eighth running back because of the half point ppr or because of the risk we've taken at wide receiver with the rookies if you want to go for a wide receiver if we're going wide receiver i think i would be leaning towards paris campbell but i I think you know benjamin because of if the cardinals don't take say a breeze hall and and sink connor's value i think then uh, benjamin could be in a, a really intriguing spot for this season at that point
2: The other option here, too, would be the other rookie tight end out of UCLA. Our great friend Patrick Corrine in his recent rookie tight end rankings had him up there with Trey McBride. So if we're concerned about the tight end position, that would be an option. Both of the the rookie wide receivers I was interested in did go. You
1: know Benjamin (laughs) Whitewood.
2: And so we are on the very dregs here as we make our final selection.
1: So I, mean, I think we should either go with Paris Campbell, who is a very unexciting pick, or else we should go with the second rookie tight end to just really, really, really go all out, all rookie. Um, so if you if you want to slide him in, I guess then you're, you're getting two darts. That if it doesn't work out for Trey McBride in year one, you still aren't just completely settled with with one option in Travis Kelsey. But I do think, Sean, there's going to be some unique teams in these tournaments. I think obviously being... You don't want to be so unique that it really just doesn't work at all. But uh, this here could be a very interesting team to look at come four weeks' time after the NFL draft to see where this goes through. So just looking down through it, we have three rookie quarterbacks. I think we have two rookie wide receivers, two rookie running backs, and two rookie tight ends. So, uh, yeah, between, between everything there, I think we have seven rookies out of the 20 rounds. So very, very rookie heavy. But if you're going to do that, I think now is the – now is the time to try and do that. But that is going to wrap us up for the draft. We will also do a, a bit of a recap, Sean, as we go through and talk through maybe some of the things. I know there were some options earlier in it that we may have changed, we may have slotted out. But yeah, a really fun draft to run through and the big board Superflex tournament over at underdog.com remember again if you are signing up to underdog.com you can use the code rotoviz to get yourself a hundred dollars sign up bonus match so if you deposit a hundred dollars or anything up to a hundred dollars will be matched you can use that for your underdog drafts all off season Uh, if you're like me and sean you want to dive in you probably use it up pretty quick because these drafts are super fun as you'll have heard from me and sean running through this one today but we will be back as we do a, a brief recap of how we thought it went what we might change what we liked, what we didn't like as we wrap up this draft. So thanks again for tuning in. And until we're back with another episode, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel, and you can check out all of his work up on rotaviz.com. And until we're back with the recap, have a good one.